thanks for choosing the Looms and Me podcast. I'm Looms, and if you're anything like me, then you're probably doing a pretty passable job of adulting. So I hope this series helps you as much as it's helping me. We are all about growth and realistic self-betterment, both in our personal and professional lives. There's something new every single week, so if you like this episode, then head to looms.me for more. This week, I wanted to explore the idea of what makes the perfect morning routine. Now, there's a lot that I'm sure you would have seen on YouTube and, um, you know, the ideas touted by a lot of productivity gurus online that all your problems will be solved if you can just start your day off right. And a part of me really wants to believe that. So I spent the this last month trying to optimize my own morning routine. Now, if you haven't gone down the rabbit hole, the YouTube rabbit hole, I should say, of uh, watching other people try to show the world what their own morning routines are, I highly suggest you do it because you are going to find some doozies in there. There are a lot of people who are have created this the most stylized vision of what I think deep down we all wish our mornings could be. And it's so easy to get carried away from watching those and then looking at your own situation and being like, oh, if only I could change this, it would fix all these problems. So I explored that. And uh, I spent the last month, yeah, trying to optimize my own morning routine. And I want to tell you how it went and maybe give you some tips at the end for how we can realistically adopt some of the learnings from my own (laughs) experience, uh, how you can maybe take some of those learnings and turn them into something really positive for you. Of the two goals that I set at the start of the year, one of which was to make time for creativity every single day. And the other was to take one photo a day. Again, kept super loose, just less goals, more North stars for how I wanted to structure the day. I knew that the creativity goal was going to be the one that would need dedicated time, ideally before work, while my brain was still fresh to implement. So working backwards, I knew that I start work at nine, I would have to wake up at six, which meant going to bed at my usual (laughs) 2am after an intense binge of something or a doom scroll uh, was no longer going to be viable. So a part of trying to set myself up for success was going to be prioritizing eight hours sleep just for maximum function. So with that, I'd have to be in bed by nine or 10 and my phone would need to be in a completely different room because without that, there's just no way I was going to be able to keep to those timings. Uh, It would need to be miles and miles away. Well, I say miles away. (laughs) I live in London in a one bed flat. It's not going to be that far away. But as long as there's a wall between me and the flat, me and the phone, I think it would be fine. So that was sort of what I was aiming for. Uh, My previous routine was that I'd wake up at nine and immediately check emails and then doom scroll the news through all the headlines and just like let that anxiety build and build and build until it reaches a point where I need to do something. And then that's the point when I get out of bed. So you can probably imagine or relate, I'm sure. So, you know, once I get out of bed, I'd probably end up making an awkwardly timed breakfast at around one. I'd work all day, have lunch at sort of five and then have dinner at like 10 uh, and then watch TV 
and keep scrolling until about 2 a.m. And then I get into bed with my phone and then just let the YouTube rabbit hole take me to sweet, sweet sleepy time. Oh, so good. So good just thinking about it. It's been so long <laughs> since I've let myself experience that. So I feel like this might be how smokers went, who give up smoking feel when they think about that nicotine rush when they haven't smoked for a while. I've never smoked. I don't know what that would feel like, but I can imagine it's a similar sense of longing. Now, my perfect new routine was going to take into account the target of what I was trying to do, right? So in my perfect scenario for the perfect morning routine, I would, I'd wake up gently in slow motion to the 5 a.m. alarm, just like they do on YouTube. I'd probably journal for about five minutes or so, and then I'd have a full pint of water and all of my vitamins and supplements. I'd light a diffuser with the chosen scent of the day based on my mood. I'd turn on some low lighting, do some light yoga, maybe even spend a couple of hours writing up the week's blog post or recording this week's episode. I'd make coffee the slow way, you know, with lots of steps and measuring of things up. I'd make myself a really wholesome breakfast full of all the nutrients. And then I'd get ready for my actual job. So what actually happened? Well, jet lag primarily every day for an entire month. I suffered from jet lag without actually going anywhere or doing anything to earn that jet lag. The first morning that alarm went off, I thought my time was up. I thought the good Lord was calling me home. I'd gone to bed at nine the night before and I stared at the clock until at least 1 a.m. And then when I woke up, I just didn't, before even opening my eyes, I was already searching just with my hands around the bed, just looking for my phone. Um, I'll never admit how long I look for my phone for because it's not a, uh, it's not, not really a source of pride, not something that I'm proud of or want to think about. So it turns out you can't just adjust your bedtime by five hours overnight and expect no consequences, right? Who knew? I, I, I didn't know that. So the whole perfect morning routine plan went straight into the bin on day two. So I decided to take my own advice. Uh, and I wrote about this and I talked about this as well uh, on the, the things that I'd learned about setting goals, right? Setting good, actionable goals and um applying everything I'd learned from reading Atomic Habits from James Clare and, um, you know, other just really solid advice on changing your default habits on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I went from having this exact laid out plan to just having one, focusing on one element of that plan, which was getting out of bed as soon as the alarm sounds. So towards the end of the month, this did get a little bit easier partly because the sun was rising earlier, but mostly because I changed the alarm time to a more reasonable 7 a.m. instead of 5 a.m. Now, in my defense, I have one of those sad alarm clocks, the ones that, the ones that come up when, you know, they, they, the light comes on really slowly in the morning and they're able to be preset so it feels like a sunrise. And so you set your alarm time and they you can tell it, okay, I want the light to start coming on 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 10 minutes before the alarm goes off. So you, when you wake up, you're not sort of just in pitch blackness in the middle of winter at 5 a.m. wondering what your own name is or who you are or, or who did that to you. 
<laughs> who interfered with your alarm clock. So, yes, I moved the wake up time from five to seven. But the idea is that I'm going to gradually, slowly move back towards five, because ultimately what I want to do is I want to get as much time as possible before my actual day job starts at nine. So currently I'm only getting about 90 minutes before my day job starts, but I really want to get that to three hours because it really takes it take the, by the end of the 90 minutes, I'm usually on a roll. And so having to stop to go and do my actual job feels is not really great. So there's some extra motivation there. Um, I will say the hardest part really is getting out of bed. Um, once, once I'm out of bed, it's fine, but oh boy, <laughs> it is, it is tough. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. Even knowing that I had the accountability of talking about this on this episode just was not enough to get me out of bed, but Next week, we're going to talk about motivation because I feel like that was a crucial element of this whole plan. And I think that's worth spending some time on. But for now, I'm just going to tell you what my current routine is, bearing in mind what I tried and then what failed and what's actually survived now. So right now, these days, having been through that experiment, my current routine, I wake up at 630. I'll drink something, anything. Uh, usually water, but it could be tea or just whatever, whatever I left on the kitchen counter the night before, if I'm honest. Sometimes I'll remember to take my supplements and then I sit on the sofa, I'll play Wordle because resistance is, uh, is apparently futile. If you haven't played Wordle yet, then you are, you, you truly are missing out. Um, and then I'll write and I'll tinker or create or plan or record or fix whatever I'm working on at the time. So it's not so much trying to produce content. It's more just letting my imagination do whatever it feels like doing at the time. And then once, once that's done, then I will probably make breakfast at a reasonable time for a reasonable office worker. So nine instead of one, and then I'll get ready for work and then I'll work all day and then I make dinner around six maybe six six seven or so usually earlier if I have an activity planned for the evening um and this last month has actually been quite interesting because I um there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm doing in the evenings now just for fun I'm part of a uh, a uh, an e-gaming uh, racing team so we d- we race on Tuesday nights the season is we're in the middle of the season as I record this um I do a comedy class with one of my best friends and uh, I just started uh, learning about investing. So I'm doing a course on that as well. So it's quite nice to have evenings spent doing really different things and using your brain in really different ways. But I wrote I wrote all about finding hobbies and kind of a, uh, a get started guide to how to figure out how you want to spend your time and what could potentially constitute a hobby if it's not something that you've ever thought about before. All of that is on the blog. So go ahead and take a look. Um, And then the, probably the most, the biggest change is the time I go to bed. So I used to go to bed at like one or two in the morning and now I go to bed at 10. So, or at least I should say, I start to get sleepy at about 10. (laughs) When I go to bed is nobody's business but mine, but I get sleepy at 10. So we're making progress is what I'm trying to say. So what is the, what's the point of running, running everybody through that? Well, it's been a journey. It's been a, it's been a really, really interesting and fascinating uh, journey trying to really better understand what gets me 
out of bed and what you know what when you're trying to make a change like this you have to be I feel like you have to be quite clear about what it is that you're trying to change and more importantly why you're trying to make the change that you are making you know it's it's a very it's a really interesting one when you really sit and and when you have the luxury I should say of, of being able to sit and really think about what drives you and what your what your values are what you value what time actually means to you and what you want to be able to say at the end of each day about didn't mean to rhyme just then I knew I was going to rhyme and I tried to stop it but ultimately it's what do you want to be able to say about how your day went at the end of the day how do you want to feel about how you spent your time and it yeah so it's it's been an interesting journey but here's what I learned so far. So I, the hardest part was adjusting bedtimes. You know, it's one thing when you work from home, but I haven't really thought about how this is going to look once, once I'm, I'm back in the office and once we're all back in the office, really, I'd love to hear if anybody has any, is already back in the office and has already worked out how to get extra hours in the day. Um, I haven't, I haven't really sat and thought about it, but I will, I will. And then when I, when I do, I'll do some experimenting and I'll report back and see, and see how that went. But really the driving force was trying to find those extra hours and trying to squeeze out extra hours in a day without sacrificing on sleep or sacrificing on any sort of social life or anything else that it is that you want to do. Now, banning phones from from my bedroom has been very, 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 um, what's the word? (laughs) Very surprising, I should say. So For one, my mornings are significantly less anxious, even though the alarm is going off a lot earlier, which I was not expecting at all. But the level of anxiety that I start my day with is so much lower than how it used to be when I would spend, you know, an hour, hour and a half in bed, just just doom scrolling, you know, looking at the headlines, feeling powerless, reading letting the news dictate your mood immediately. It's getting all this this onslaught of information um, you know, going through socials and just basically just absorbing all this information before you've even had time to let your brain like stretch. Um, I saw there was a comedian called, I think it was Mo Gilligan. I might be wrong, but he, he put, he posted something about how, you know, he was like, it was like a meme that said, many of you are on Instagram before you've even brushed your teeth or something along those lines. And it really made me really, really conscious now about what time of day I actually go on Instagram and, and what, what I can say I've done before I actually go and start scrolling and, and checking, checking socials. So, you know, I know not everyone has the flexibility to change their schedules around to, to suit their goals. Really, every moment of every day, we're, we're constantly making choices for how we spend our time, right? So we choose to go to work or we choose to watch TV or choose to care for our children or we choose to shame scroll on gossip sites. You're choosing right now to listen to this. Uh, thank you so much for that, by the way. Keep choosing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we really do choose to do whatever it is that we're doing at any given moment, right? So just by choosing not to doom scroll, I was able to get an extra 90 minutes out of my day. So a great place to start if you're looking for an extra hour or an extra two hours or an extra 10 minutes is just start with an examination of the myriad of choices that you're already making every hour in an average day. And then assess what if what you're currently choosing is more important than what you'd rather be doing instead. So 
if you do this and you find that actually, yes, you're super happy with every single hour that you spend your time or the things that you spend your time doing every single hour, then that's great. Then you're exactly where you need to be. But if it's not, then get in touch. I can probably, I can probably help. So I can feel myself wanting to, to build on this with a really grandiose perfectionist brain limiting rule, like no phones before 6 p.m. or, you know, daily yoga, even though I haven't really done yoga in years. And even when I did do it, I didn't do it regularly. But, you know, we, we really can't let our perfectionist fantasies get in the way of our actual growth because they will and they do all the time, constantly. And understanding the theory of, of how the perfectionist brain works does not help at all with actually putting any of this into practice. So I, I completely get it. But ultimately, it's the small changes consistently over time that will get us to where we want to be. Definitely more so than trying to put in place one massive, grand, perfect plan that you only do maybe twice. All right, that's enough of that. You're a legend for listening. If you made it this far and you want even more, then head to the link in the show notes. Join the mailing list at looms.me and you'll be rewarded with weekly treats totally free you'd be mad not to so until we meet again thank you so much